Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. This is episode number one of our Brave Noise interview series. Frankie from the Park Brewery joins us to be brave and make noise about their Brave Noise Brew. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. going to be episode one of episode we don't one. really know don't know how many how many <laughs> um I, I think we we started this because um just to give like a bit of an origin story about this obviously i know most people that are listening to this probably haven't listened to anything else from us before and don't even know that we helped mirakai in their brewing of a brave noise beer so but, you know catch you up to speed catch you up to speed because we know you obviously wouldn't know that because we never talk about we never it, talk about ever, it ever. um to anybody ever we don't give it to our co-workers and our <laughs> friends and everybody else to try and promo duties and dropping them never off at people to make them drink it as well no we haven't done that we don't mention it in every you know anytime it comes up in conversation no. basically you'd never know because we do not talk about it no. so <laughs> in this series we are gonna be brave and make noise about brave noise beers um and it kind of the origin of this series this wasn't meant to be a series was it no it was meant (laughs) to be like one quite long episode we we were thinking add a a push yeah maybe a (laughs) two-parter but we think it it's we've pivoted we're trying something we've pivoted go for a series instead yeah so effectively (laughs) effectively we sort of had the conversation with the ladies um and and emma at at mirakai and the ladies that sort of helped with the process of brewing that brave noise beer and then from there we were you know in conversations we were like what else can we be doing to keep this in the spotlight because we didn't want this to be a beer that got brewed and you had it once and then you went oh it's really good and oh it's a good cause and happy days and then it just went away (laughs) so we were like what else can we do and through conversations with Emma and some of the people we decided well maybe we could try to interview there's only you know eight other breweries that have brewed a brave noise beer the least we could do is reach out and see if we can talk to any of them. Uh, and we thought with the response we got, maybe we would get, you know, an episode at a push, maybe like a extended episode two part situation. Uh, but we actually ended up getting, you know, a few people that were willing to talk to us. Um, and it started off where we were very good and kept time. And then from there, we just had some really good questions that happened and we thought, yeah, this is going to be really difficult to boil down into yeah, it's, a two-part situation. It's going to be way, way too long for maybe a one-part or a two-parter. And we didn't want to cut out any of the stuff from some people because, I mean, we didn't want to cut out any of the stuff from anybody. But to be fair, we don't really cut others. much out. <laughs> yeah, we don't really cut much out. And I didn't want, we didn't want to cut this down and lose some of it. Some people have spoken more than others. So we wanted to be able to use all of that and I think as well brave noise like we're talking about it all the time we are making a noise about our brave noise but I still don't think people really know what it is like just to pinpoint that I went to a festival the other day that had on their beer list put that a brave noise beer was going to be there and then when I got there it wasn't there and it was I was just oh and you know obviously that beer lists are printed in advance sometimes beers don't turn up but of the 150 beers uh, that one I was particularly disappointed that an effort hadn't been made to put that on and I think it was clearly they just didn't know what it was they didn't know what that beer was they didn't know what it stand what it, like what it stood for and that people would be excited to drink it so we still need to make a noise about this because people still don't know what it is and I think it's worth pointing out we, we kind of had a chat about that before we started recording and you sort of mentioned that you know there wasn't even necessarily a noise being made about the fact that it was there. It just happened to be that you were flipping it was through just what beers a beer that and was... you just happened to see yeah. it. It was just a beer that's called Brave Noise. They didn't know what, I don't think the people that ordered it knew what that even meant. So, And if, I mean, if they did, like benefited out, maybe they did. Yeah. But um, like it, you wouldn't have guessed that based no. on what you've said, sort of no. like the presentation of that was. Yeah. 
So, I mean, and I think to be fair, like some breweries as well, they maybe they can only make so much noise, but if you aren't like one of the bigger players, it might be difficult to make the noise as loud as you want. So, I mean, I think we're hoping with this that we can continue the conversation for as long as we can. Like I said, we're, we're hoping our goal for this will be to at least get to speak to every brewery at the moment that's made one um, for a minimum even just 25 30 minutes and to be fair to Frankie how you said some people didn't talk so much to be fair to Frankie yeah in episode, we could have spoken to Frankie more we could we have spoken really to her for a lot of keeping at time because we were like these need to be like 20, 20 minutes 20 half an minute. hour and we kept we that, were we, we were in between 20 really 30 well. Yeah, and we kept that really. She well, was so. really good. She was yeah. someone we could have continued to speak. We're gonna to, have to get get Frankie we, back on for a full episode. She needs, the ju- yeah, she needs justice yeah. <laughs> because, to be fair, we it's <laughs> not her fault. Justice, yeah, justice for Frankie. It's it's not it's not her fault by any means. It was literally when we did this first one. It was the first one that we recorded, and we were very conscious of people's time, their busy schedules, and we were like, you know what, um, just give us. 45 minutes all in and that's include login sign off and and we gave them you know we're asking them all the same that you'll find that we're asking them all the same questions as we go along for parity um just so you can see how every brewery's approach things what it means to every brewery individually and really like we were just really good and really strict on that because we thought you know to get however many we were speaking to into two extended episodes that's longer than our normal episodes we were like, there has to be like between 20 and 30 minutes. Absolute max. <laughs> um, so we'll have Frankie back on, I'm sure, uh, if, if she's willing. And yeah. um, and speak to her for longer because it was this was a good conversation you're going to hear. And um, our goal really, like I said, is we want to be able to talk to everyone at least sort of once. And, you know, I think if we can continue to make noise and make noise for the, you know, smaller breweries who maybe don't have as big of a reach yet at the moment or um I don't know just to continue and keep the conversation going because I think that's part of the most important thing is is to keep the conversation going for as long as possible because we don't want it to fizzle away um I don't know do you have anything else to add to that I think that's no we're just we're just going to keep talking about it I'm not sorry about it like no. normally I'd, I'd be apologetic I'm really not apologetic <laughs> no. this is probably the one thing that I'm really not apologetic yeah. about um if you want to keep politics out of beer and you don't want to listen to it and this is not your cup of tea like totally fine you don't have Skip to listen this to any of these we'll, we'll make <laughs> yeah. it very clear what episodes are our brave noise beers um if it's annoying you i'm gonna make a very bold statement that if it's annoying you that we are making so many episodes on this and you unfollow us for that or you stop listening to us for that i can only speak for myself i can't speak to joe i, I don't really care um because i'm not going to stop talking about it uh i think it is very important this is not just about uh, being a woman this is not just about you know this is about equality for everybody inclusivity um it's not standing you know standing up against mistreatment for people (laughs) um who identify however they identify um and just existing like people should be able to just exist and have a beer and it shouldn't be something that is controversial it shouldn't be something that is political it should just be the way things are so if you are on following us or you know you canceling us whatever because we are not going to stop talking about how that should be the norm personally i don't give a fuck so joe you can take that out if you want to but i will say it wherever i want to (laughs) the values and the intention that are behind the brave noise initiative are at what's what is what is at the heart of the values and our personal codes here at a women's beauty podcast so you listen to the wrong podcast if you're not behind that <laughs> I, I think I think to be fair Just I think if that you've made it, I think if you've made it this far yeah um and you've not unfollowed us then uh I'm pretty sure you're on the same page as us <laughs> Maybe we've not done enough to be super annoying, so that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you're probably on the same page as us if you're still yeah. listening at this point. Um, and yeah, to be honest, I think as long as you follow, you know, Wheaton's law of don't be a dick, you probably, <laughs> yeah, you probably won't have a problem with this. But I just wanted to make that very clear if people were like, oh, I 
going to come to the comments section and I'm going to tell you about how, you know, aliens could arrive and you'd blame it on men or whatever else. Like, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, but we can 100% guarantee that that person, those people and that person (laughs) in particular, because somebody actually did that um hasn't listened to any of our podcasts so. no exa- exactly exactly <laughs> I think we're very proud of the people yeah. that we know that do support us yeah. and they're not people that are going to be like that but I just wanted to make that abundantly clear <laughs> where it already wasn't abundantly clear yeah. like gonna keep talking about it proudly so um before we get into the interview we did with Frankie at the Park Brewery do you want to let people know just how easy it is to take part in the Brave Noise Initiative, Tori? I absolutely do, because uh, I think we sort of tackled it on a number of different conversations we've already had on the podcast about Brave Noise, um, that there could be numerous reasons why a brewery is choosing not to do it. And maybe that will become part of the series as well, as maybe as we sort of uncover more things or processes or whatever that are the challenges that breweries are having, we can look to sort of unpack that baggage and make it easier and make it so that it's less scary or whatever else for breweries. Um, The first one being, I think the biggest challenge that maybe some people have had and we've discussed is it could just be a lack of understanding full stop or this misunderstanding that it is more difficult than it actually is to get involved in this. So um, literally your step one <laughs> is just to go to bravenoisebeer.com, which we will, we've linked before and we will link it again in the comments. Um, you go on that website and the first thing that you are met with is sort of a very high level of what the initiative is effectively um, and and the badge, the Brave Noise badge. Uh, And just a comment that effectively the deadline has been extended to December 2022. So that's been extended once already. If it gets extended again, I don't know. Uh, But I do want to make it clear as well. Emma mentioned it in our other episode about how accommodating she's found the team at Brave Noise to be. If that is a hurdle for you, if that truly is something that is the one thing that's standing in your way do not let that be the hill that you die on because I understand you might have a brewing schedule or you might have um you might be too small to to brew at a level that allows you to just seamlessly throw this one in or you know budgetary constraints whatever it is if that is your problem be in contact with them and just sort of understand my suggestion would be to understand when it is you can brew it and reach out to them and say look I can't make that December 2022 deadline but I can aim for this you know is that possible and and see if they're willing to work with you maybe they won't be but I guarantee if you kind of say these are my issues but I still want to do this they can help you somehow and they can help you math it out however they choose to do it so yeah step one is to go there and there'll be this relatively decently big size button that says brewery sign up So you click that button and it takes you to the next page, which is um, the four steps of what you need to be able to join them. Uh, But it's it's headed up quite nicely at the start with effectively what you're agreeing to as as a a brewery that's partaking in this. And it is pretty simple. I'm going to read it because I think it's really good. Um, It says Brave Noise is a global collaborative effort to provide inclusive and space uh, safe environments for women. B-I-P-O-C and L-G-B-T-Q-I-A plus throughout the beer industry. By brewing this beer, your brewery is standing in solidarity with those who shared their stories about mistreatment and who are survivors of gender discrimination, racism, sexual assault and harassment within the industry. By standing with us now, you are part of the movement for change that is long overdue in beer. So I think really kind of all that's given you is uh, these are what we're trying to tackle by brewing this you're agreeing that you want to help us change it so I mean if you've made it onto the website I don't think that's going to be the point at which you go oh no not for me um so yeah the, the next step here really is you get sent to so it has this, the four steps in a table which is quite straightforward um step one being fill out a form and there's a link to a form um and include your code of conduct. So if you click on that link, which is fill out this form, you get a brewery submission form. I've li- I'm doing it real time as we're doing this because I really want to demonstrate just how easy it is to do it. Um, 
so bear in mind however long this takes I'm also talking above and beyond what you would be doing so um it hopefully it'll make it abundantly clear the easiness so from here you get your brewery submission form and in there you are just filling out your contact name contact email brewery name city state website website of organization where 100 of your donations will be made um i believe that 100 if i remember correctly from what emma said it's not necessarily or from what frankie said actually further in this episode it's not a hundred percent of the full um it's not it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of what you get from that beer um it can be any percentage but i think what they're looking for here is a hundred percent of what you are donating will be going to that specific charity i could be wrong on this i'm sure there's probably clarification somewhere but that was the understanding i get when we get to the interview of Frankie, she kind of explains that a little bit more. Um, you also need to answer yes or no to are you aware of the stories that have been shared by Rat Magnet and Embolden Act Advance on Instagram? Um, and do you agree to complete all the terms of entry? So the terms of entry being, it's spelled out for you here, Brew Brave Noise Pale Ale, publish your code of conduct for staff and customers upon its release via a QR code, either on the label or at your place of business, donate 100% of the beer's proceeds, commit to long-term work. So um, like right there, it says 100% of the of the beer's proceeds. But um, I think that I said Frankie touched upon it. I think there's ways that they kind of work with you if you're, if you're going to struggle to do that. Um, I think proceeds is, is a thing. Like it's not, proceeds doesn't necessarily need to be 100% of the money that you get. Yeah. Like you've also got, like breweries have got operational costs. They've got ingredient costs like some i know some breweries have been lucky that you know suppliers have donated bits of it so they can make a little bit more money to go to the charity but yeah that's i think that's something that can be discussed so that you're covered your costs yeah. are covered like you like i said as you're going to hear frankie talk about it you know it is not a case of uh, brew this beer and go broke doing it yeah. like yeah you have to keep the lights on in order to make more change so they're not going to do that to you um but that's a yes or no of like do you agree to do that and then please include the link to your code of conduct house rules or value statement below and um, that's where you put effectively a link to your code of conduct and the reason they do that is because effectively they want to know you have one and they want to know it's somewhere that's easily accessible so that customers staff members everybody knows that there's a place that you can go and you can see that is 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 my understanding i don't want to speak for them but that's why I understand that they want you to have a link to it or be able to supply that is is they just want to prove that it can be viewed because they want transparency and that's what it's pushing for is that transparency. Um, so that was step one. Step two uh, is brew brave noise pale and publish your code of conduct for staff and customers upon its release. Effectively, that is exactly as it sounds. Um, the first part of the survey was just saying, yes, I have that. And here's the link. The second part is your publishing of it. So when you get to that step two, there's also a link that you will get to, which goes through the HR Uprise Code of Conduct guidelines. So this kind of walks you through um, what your code of conduct should be, how, how you should set it up. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to read through everything on here because, you know, if you're, if you're going to do this, I feel like it is quite important for you to do your homework on it. Um, you shouldn't have someone that's not qualified in making a code of conduct telling you everything about making a code of conduct. But it's it's all very much on here. They have covered their bases. They tell you to use uh, just high level. They do tell you to use clear and concise language, make it highly visible, easily accessible in public, specify a reporting process for complaints, support from leadership should be support from leadership should be clear. Uh, your code of conduct should be written for more than just legal compliance, which is all things that I think we probably know, but it's, it goes into more detail there. And then they do have some code of conduct recommendations, which gives you recommendations on the scope, the values, expected behaviours, unacceptable behaviours and what some of those unacceptable behaviours they feel are. 
um, power dynamics, violation of code of conduct, reporting violations of code of conduct. And then there's some additional resources of that you can go check out um, about protecting your employees and protecting your customers alike. So it's a very, very good guide to use to start doing your own one. And, and I think, as we mentioned um, through numerous conversations, this part of the process, obviously, you can go as basic as your code of conduct as you like, or you can go as grandiose as you want. The world is your oyster. Many breweries already have some type of code of conduct. You can either build on that if it's not covering all the grounds that you think it should to be up to scratch for the brave noise. But at a minimum, I know so many breweries that haven't brewed one yet that I know have codes of conduct and they are following the rules. So it just seems silly to to not jump on board with it. Um, step three, make a donation to a relevant charitable or nonprofit organization. We encourage breweries to donate a majority of the sales to an organization that best supports the mission of this collaboration. They also give you a list. There's a link that's a list of um, the recommended organizations that they already have. So literally couldn't be any simpler. Well, you know, we did the Mirakai one. We sat there and we went, who do we want to donate to? What's really close to all of our hearts? Um, yeah, we, we, we had a collaborative talk about what, yeah. what we wanted and how we like how we wanted to help out with it. And I mean, we sort of cycle through and we went, how about this one? Oh, no, they yeah. can't take donations from breweries. Uh, how about this one? OK, that covers some of what we want, but not enough of what we want. Literally, you can decide to do that on your own. Obviously, I would highly, highly recommend that you vet who it is you're picking as well, though. Don't just go, oh, someone recommended this or I've seen this. I bet it's good. Vet who you're giving your money and support to. You want to know the horse you're backing. You want to know that they are legitimate and they are doing what they say they're doing and that what they say they're doing is what you actually align with. Um, So do look at all their T's and C's. That would just be my recommendation. Um, but if that's not the path you want and you and you literally say you just don't have the brain power, the time, the resources, anything to do something yourself and pick it yourself, you could literally just use this resource guide to look at who, you know, who you can support. They have a section for global recommendations. They have a section for United States specifically if you're listening to this from the US and it breaks down by states, which is good. Um and I believe they also, I'm just scrolling because there's quite a few states and <laughs> quite a few state <laughs> sanctioned things. Um, then they have a UK and Europe section. Um, there's also a New Zealand section. So doesn't matter where you're from. They've covered as many bases as they can. So you can make it very simple and you could just go to the section that is closest to where you are and close your eyes and point to one. If that's the approach you want to take, uh, fine as long as you do it fine so that's one way that they make your life even easier um and then step four make a commitment to change commit to the long-term work for inclusive and safe environments to best support staff and customers so from there there's also a section as well to be fair if you didn't click on the step one fill out this form there's a join us and if you click the join us button that takes you to that same form so you only have to fill it out once and then after this, it basically tells you that once you submit the form, you'll receive a confirmation email and that will contain your Brave Noise recipe, the label and the social media graphics. Um, Emma, just for reference, I know like Emma at Mirakai got it in about a week's time, the approval. It doesn't take particularly long. It probably takes just long enough for someone to receive it, to go through it, check that everything actually is there um, and then say, yep, yeah, OK, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, I also know with the artwork, some people, we, we will discuss in the next few episodes um, about the label. I know, as you can see behind Joe in her video, some of them are literally exactly as you will get in the packet. So the cloud water, for example, it's exactly what you get with cloud water at the bottom. Then you have ones like Vault City, who's a, sort of a middle ground between it. Um, if you're watching the video, it's got the Vault City Gate, and um, but it's still in the Brave Noise colours, and it's just sort of a reimagined 
way of doing it for their bottles. And then you've got our Mirakai one, which um, Emma wanted to take the direction of using the color, the blue color scheme, using the uh, overall Brave Noise label, but it was important to them to put people in the community on it and they put us on it. So, I mean, I have said that so many times that my face is on lit. I was very <laughs> excited about that. Um, it's the coolest thing, probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened. Uh, but in theory, like, you're not it's not even like they're giving you the recipe and saying you're stuck with this recipe what you know hop for hop and ingredient for ingredient or your here's your label and this is the label you will use a hundred percent again you could be as lazy I feel like I hope this proved that you can be as lazy as the with this as you want to <laughs> I hope you're not lazy with it I hope people aren't lazy with it or simple not let's not just simple. say lazy let's say simple if you're like literally squeezing this into your brewing schedule and you haven't got time to work on the artwork or work out how you're going to tweak the recipe like there is a recipe it's a good recipe there is artwork, it's good artwork, and you can just go, I'm going to brew that, put it in this can, I'm going to slap that on it, it's got my name on it, it's got our QR code, you are done. I, I like the term simple versus lazy because yeah. I don't want I don't want to sit and say, oh, be lazy and yeah. promote laziness with this because I don't feel this is something that you should be lazy with. I feel like it is something that you should be passionate and care about. Um, but simple is definitely a really yeah. good way of saying it, I think, because like you said, people are so busy with their yeah. brew schedules. Sometimes you have a team of one or two people. You don't you can't sit there and do all of all of everything all the time and so if you are one of those people that you think I'd love to brew it but I just there's one of me or there's two of me I I can't possibly do this and everything else be as simple with it as you need to be um or you know what Vault City did for example I think is really great where they took the basic recipe and they tweaked it in a way to be a style that is very much them and very much their voice yeah um and it's it's really tasty I had one already so um it is really good but uh yeah and you can join up as a home brewer like if if you're not a brewery but you brew at home you can as well I signed up as a home brewer I was gonna say that was my next step (laughs) and I I filled it all out it's basically just as simple um you don't have to submit a code of conduct you're just signing up to say that you will be a part of this and you uphold values and such um and you get the recipe the homebrew scale recipe through i got mine through by email in a couple of days and you get the same labeling stuff and social media graphics as the breweries do and you can just make your own and i we did our website you go on a website because yeah. I literally, that was going to be the next thing that I covered as, as a home brewer, you can effectively do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so with the breweries section on that same page of where I sort of just walk through everything, there's also sort of just to highlight as well before, before we move on um, when it talks about the, the code of conduct stuff uh, that we were just talking about, it does say, it does give you a link to the guidance and it does say that there is, they do give the name of somebody that you can reach out to if you need additional consulting for your code of conduct. That's really helpful. They, they give you a contact, a contact to literally reach out to and have conversations with if you need to. Don't know if they charge, not sure what the situation is there. So I'm just going to clarify that as I'm, I'm going to specify, I don't know that part, but I do know that there is a name. Um, and then when you scroll down, literally there's the list of all the breweries participating and you can filter by the state or the country and all the names are listed there like joe said about the home brewers you get approved and you go on the home brewing section of the website it's all listed in a row and you can see joe's homebrew on there you can see everyone that's homebrew their name gets added to this website and i did check to see if it was on there because i was like do they really update this all the time and they do so um you know stand up for something really cool it should be cool to stand to to want equality and fair treatment and everything else like I want to make that a cool thing like that's what the cool kids are doing is uh is yeah not settling for inadequacy I guess is is (laughs) like the best way like I don't think it's adequate to treat somebody horribly for how they identify or anything like that so yeah stand up for something like that and get your name on a website in a good way so 
positive vibes there and then they do also have like a section for um beer drinkers which is effectively i think what we said in our episode with mirakai and that we've said continuously throughout as well which is you know go out have conversations what you can do to do your part is do this as a drinker um so yeah overall really good really good website um they've got a section for bars as well on there if you aren't a brewery and you want to get involved as a bar it sort of gives you here's how you can go about this here's what you can do to support the cause as well so yeah that's we'll link the website it's all on the website quite literally we in the conversations we've had that you've heard it's not an exaggeration to say it is easy (laughs) it is not a difficult process to do if you are inclined to make your voice be heard and and do it Right, so shall we? Let's have a little conversation with one of the breweries that has made a brave noise beer. Let's talk to Frankie from the Park Brewery. Yay, thank you. Do you want to kick off? Yes. Uh, Hi, Frankie. Thank you for joining us today. Do you want to sort of give a quick introduction to who you are, which brewery you're from, what your role is, all that fun stuff about introductions? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name's Frankie Kearns and I am co-founder of the Park Brewery in Kingston with my husband, Josh. Um, we've been going since 2014. Um, started on homebrew kit, you know, as you do. As you do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, slowly getting there, you know, onwards and upwards. <laughs> Brilliant. So today, obviously, what people will already know is we've we wanted to talk to you about uh, you are one of the nine breweries uh, that have brewed a brave noise beer. So we are going to drink a little of this today and find a little bit more about why you chose to brew a brave noise and and everything about your brewery and what and what you've done with brave noise. Um, before we start, gonna have a inaugural sip. Um, anything like? Did you guys stick to the recipe? Full stop on it. Did you guys make any changes? No, we were pretty rigid on the recipe, actually. Um, It was, I don't think we'd used the uh, Sabro hop before, so it was quite a good introduction for us to have a go with that. And lovely. um, Also, just that whole, (laughs) I think we've got a bit sort of, oh, I think we should just do what we're told to do. Yeah. and, And actually just try something a bit new. And that worked it worked really well because actually we have been introduced to that hop and it's lovely and um so yeah no we're, we're really pleased with it actually because it's kind of quite good to try someone else's recipe for a change it just mixes it up makes it a bit more interesting that's brilliant it smells gorgeous cheers yeah, I'm gonna it have smells a amazing. <laughs> um, you're getting all of that sabro coconut and pineapple yeah it, look, it looks amazing too like color wise mm. as well it's beautiful oh that tastes um so we we home brewed um using the recipe as well we had to make some changes and it ended up being like really nice and fruity and this has come out like really nice and fruity as well you get that that coconut thing is really intense isn't it yes a lot yeah sabro is like it's like hello when this when they're sabro they're a sabro but i will say like it's there it's very obvious but it's not overpowering yeah i wouldn't say it's like an overpowering everything and you're like oh it's really really nice yeah i I love sabro anyways but We're big yeah, advocates it, for Sabro here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, we are now. You see, we're yeah. converts. Yay, we're Sabro <laughs> converts. Um, so did you want to sort of give us a, a high level of kind of um, why your brewery chose to brew a Brave Noise beer? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I mean, first of all, obviously, I think it's, it is such an important message across all industries, but we, we are very aware that our particular sector isn't sort of huge on level and fair playing field so it felt like the right thing to do it's actually our brewer that brought it to our attention and I was so glad he did because um yeah he's kind of very good on kind of keeping an eye on what's going on in the US and obviously got the message across um and it, it was a just we all jumped and I thought it was an excellent plan um and I am really proud of our team because we have got a really progressive and forward-thinking open-minded group of people that want to support this kind of initiative and and that's that's excellent and and create a safe space and I think safety is such a key point in all of this isn't it I was thinking it thinking about talking to you today I was thinking 
have I always felt, you know, where am I at on that safety question? And it's really interesting when you delve into that a little bit more and you just think, you know, of course, mostly yes. And most of the experience has been brilliant, but there have, uh, particularly probably in the early days when I was delivering, because my husband was brewing and doing a lot of the production stuff and, and I was running around as well and pack, helping to pack the beer and also get it out there and doing a lot of the deliveries. And I think you can, you do feel a bit of a weirdo when you're, when you're out there um, you know, as a female drayman delivering to and, and sort of going to pubs and in new environments that you've not been to before. Yeah. It's it feels a, you do feel in the stretch zone. Sometimes that's been really uncomfortable. And on the other side of it, when we opened up the brewery and got people in and you know had our open days and stuff, there were definitely times when I was that the other side of the bar and I was feeling not great then. And I was glad that I had Josh next to me and was able to pincer him and say don't don't go right now or whatever you know yeah, it's yeah. moments like those and I thought you know it's all very easy to say oh it's been great it's been brilliant but actually then when you think about it you think no there have been niggly times and 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 that's a shame it shouldn't be that way no one should experience that you know everyone should feel safe in this industry and that's perhaps probably a very long answer as to why I got involved. No, that was perfect. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, that is absolutely yeah. perfect. And and I think the thing is as well, is like um, a lot of the times we've had these conversations with people and um, we tend to, I think, I, I imagine, you know, minority people in a minority group feel this way as well. It's not just women uh, that feel this yeah. way, but yeah. sometimes you can very much, at least from a woman's perspective, like, you can feel like you minimize it sometimes and you think about your overall experience and you might have had so many great experiences that it outweighs all the smaller experiences. So you tend to normalize and minimize those bad behaviors. And then because they're outweighed by all the great ones um, or they were so, so long ago uh, or everything ended up fine. So it's okay. Yeah. You put it to the back of your memory and it's not until somebody says to you, well, can you think of any times like this? And you stop and you think and you go, well, actually, there was yeah, that one actually, time. Oh, okay. And then there was that other time. Yeah. And you just don't even think about it. But I think the reverse of it as well, we have spoken to people as well that, you know, you're saying you're going out doing deliveries and, you know, you're the you're the co-owner slash co-founder. And as a woman, do you go in there and you deliver a package and they go, oh, where's the owner? And you're like, well, that's me. Because we have spoke to people that are yeah. women co-owners and there are people that, don't even think about the fact that they might be a co-owner because they are a female. Not Have you ever experienced that when you were doing? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And and I've had, I had something recently on that, and I did. I, I had to pull the. Do you know who I am? You know, it's ridiculous. But it was, I can't remember who it was or the situation, but it was. Oh, I know what it was. I've got it. It was a delivery. It was a delivery to us, an inbound delivery. And the, the guy delivering said, I want to, I, you know, I need to talk to one of the guys at the, the, the or something. And I said, well, yes, you can talk to me. And he said, he looked at me like I was mad. And he was just like, no, I need to speak to one of the, the warehouse, the guys in the warehouse. And I said, yes, you can speak, you can speak to, to me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. And, um, and in the end, I had to say, yeah, this is, this is my business. You know, this is yeah. uh, my business. And, and then that sort of, then I felt a bit bad because then he he was so sort of oh dear, you know that he was probably mortified. Yeah, and at the, probably, but at the same time, like that's the thing we do that goes back to the minimizing or or is then you turn around you went oh I feel bad now yeah. because he was mortified and it's like well really if he had just no. listened to you and you yeah. said I'm one of the people you can speak to would have been fine for everybody. Yeah. But um, no, I think you answered that absolutely perfectly. Um, and do you want to tell us about what cause you're supporting? With, with yeah, you sure. So. Um, we're supporting the Kingston Women's Centre, which is local to us, obviously, and it's a long-standing charity that is run by women for women, and it provides sort of low-cost counselling, and um, it's for ev- it's for for everyone, and it's non-judgmental. It's a safe space, and it just we've we've worked with them before. They're just such amazing, hardworking, incredible people that are overstretched, just, you know, heart and soul into it. And, and that's what felt right for this particular, for this particular project. That was, that was the, the, we all agreed that they were the ones to work with. 
and they've had a tough time. Obviously, everyone has during COVID, but counselling is, you know, it's been difficult. Mm. Probably higher demand, lesser yeah. funding for yeah, it. Exactly. Everyone's stretched, stretched because of yeah. yeah finances and everything. But because of all that, the demand for counselling and those type of support services have gone up. I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, they probably had to deal with coping with that overload so I think exactly exactly and I know it doesn't cover all bases because obviously this is about a discrimination free industry um so you know it's hard to tick all the boxes you can't really but as this was the closest that that I felt that we could get and hopefully we will do other stuff in the future to help tackle the, you know big the other big issues around racism and other problems but for for this one it was um it was the one we decided to work with so yeah we had exactly the same conversation okay. when we were helping to pick the one that um Mirakai has when used with their bit like we that we were like well we could use this and we could do that but that doesn't cover this and like you want to cover all the things but in the end you select something that fits Yes. And then you know you've got some more in your back pocket for later causes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I anything... just remembered you're you guys are on the can, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was really cool. Like I, I said in a different episode of what we put like every time I think that I've been asked to do like the coolest thing as just a person that does a podcast and has like an instant like that is to me, that is not a big feat. Um it's I could sit here and crap and whatever and then I get my face on a can and I'm like this is like the coolest thing I've ever been asked to do like I was like that's going in a picture frame that's going oh, on the wall yeah, definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm helping someone do a like belated international women's day tasting soon and I was like oh have you got you got the miracle bread and I was like yeah, yeah I was like you know my face is on the can of that one don't you and they were like what? I'm like, yeah, I'm on the side. That, I was like, I'm showing me. everyone. I was like, that's me. Yeah. That's me, guys. You didn't ask. That's me. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. It's making me a bit jealous. I'm thinking maybe I need to you put yourself on a can. You're the put owner. yourself on a can. Yeah, put yourself like, on a can. Don't you know who I am? I'm on this can of beer. You can call it. Don't you know who I am? And then it would just be you <laughs> carrying boxes. It would be great. Yeah. But I okay. think it would be good as well if we can put the links to the charity. Yeah. in as well um yeah. for all the charities i think that'll be quite good so hopefully we can put a link in there and um if people aren't able to get your beer if it's you know they're not able to go out and get it anywhere at the point of which they hear this um minimally maybe they can go that's a charity that's local to yeah. me or something that i can get behind and they can still go and make an effort contribution whatever so um yes. but yeah no that was a, that was a spot on perfect answer <laughs> a bit <laughs> um so I guess moving on, because I know I'm conscious that we don't we don't want to keep you too long because you've been very generous with your time. Um, what changes would you like to see within the mm. beer industry slash hospitality industry as a whole when it comes to inclusivity and equality in the future? Sure. Um, I, I think change is, is happening um, slowly, but it's, I think actually quite a lot's happened even in the time that I've been in this world, which is, I would Definitely. say, 14, so eight years. Um, so CBA, who I'm sure you, you're aware of, they are, I feel like that they're really championing change, actually. And that's quite an exciting body to kind of drive this motion. I mean, maybe that's too strong a language, but I feel like there's, they are, there's change. Yeah. And I think even camera are trying to update their image they're making changes yeah I think it's going to be slow progress but I think I think they've realized that there there was a problem there with the reflection of of people that aren't all the same and even before like before covid the last great British beer festival I went to their charity of choice was Stonewall and I was like this is amazing how many people are complaining (laughs) about it (laughs) but yeah I, I think that they're trying yeah there's a uh, lot of ingrained stuff that needs some work <laughs> i agree i was thinking they, they could probably just do the whole rebrand couldn't yeah. they literally just yeah. wipe it slightly start <laughs> again yeah um but actually to be fair the because we put brave noise in cask as well which oh I yeah think, that's really interesting yeah. yeah i don't think many other if any I don't think I've seen anybody else that have done it, but that might just be that I've not heard of them doing it. I think when we did it, we we thought we were we we were the only ones at that time. I don't know what's happened since, but um, 
it was really nice because one of the camera beer festivals down in I'm going to get this wrong but it was somewhere like Dorchester way they were the first people to to order I mean literally when it was just before we packed it and I said it was coming through and would they be interested yes 100% amazing we had some great um you know untapped stuff coming through on that and that was that was a really that felt really positive because you know you know who was going to be in that room yeah. It's almost stre- it's got to be almost like stressful for like nail biting for you're like oh yeah. what's gonna come back from this and uh, <laughs> exactly. so you've thrown Sabro in there you might have a bunch of people that are like oh, what is this <laughs> but I imagine it would taste uh, I'm really interested I'd be really interested yeah, yeah I'd love to try it on be so um, I know it's, sadly it's gone now but it yeah. was um we had it on in um, some London pubs and a couple we spoke to one of the guys today and he was saying it was, it was he just loved it actually it was really yeah it's just good to mix it up isn't it but yeah definitely um I think in terms of yeah just ongoing I think we will continue I mean we've still got some brave noise on our shop which is great because we canned quite a lot of it so obviously we're still going to be plugging away periodically and and continuing the sort of code of conduct messaging as well that's that's come through so that's from our side um and I think by doing little bit it's just little things isn't it it's just these little things that add up and I suppose the disappointment has been that there haven't been more UK breweries signing agreed. up agreed I feel and I like... don't know what that what do you think that yeah is? yeah <laughs> it, it's an interesting question. one yeah we've we've had this conversation yeah. you know in, internally with other groups as well and yeah. there's there's numerous things that we think could be happening here maybe all of them at play maybe one or two first of all maybe potentially a lack of knowledge and awareness of it um because it's like it is a u.s brewery that was driving it and not that you wouldn't necessarily know but i mean i tend to feel like sometimes the only u.s breweries people that people are going to slate me in dms this i know it but i feel like a lot of the times the u.s breweries that people hear about are like trillium and all that like notch isn't one of those breweries that you tend to hear a massive amount about um so I wonder if it's just a lack of knowledge um maybe people think that it's too far past the deadline of when you can sign up to do it and then they're thinking well you know should we do it maybe it's a case of I don't know they think there's too many hurdles maybe they don't realize that it's as easy as it is because like we talked about this Joe on on the episode we did with Mirakai and and the other brave noise girls um a lot of these breweries are actually already meeting the criteria yeah and they I think maybe they just don't realize it yeah, I don't know, Joe. What do you like? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because I wondered if it was that. Oh, we've got to write a code of conduct. Like, you've probably got something already yeah. in place that you can turn into the code of conduct, or that will fit in that format. Like, I don't. A lot of these breweries, I think, have al- they've already got these ethics and you know these things in, in place, and these are their values. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just putting it down on a piece of paper. I know so many breweries (laughs) I know so many people from certain breweries that I know are people that live these values promote these values within the breweries um so it's not like I think that they aren't people that stand for these values if that makes sense um so it's just really interesting that there's only been nine I mean some of it might be sticking your head above the power I think everyone kind of says that it's your stick in your head above the parapet yeah. to say I, it, it, I mean it might also be scheduling and I think what there else will have they got be planned and, I agree yeah. with that I do, definitely think there might be an element of that I mean I think the worrying bit is if it's just that whole thing which we've had before I think which is uh, that shit happens over in the US right it doesn't happen here mm-hmm. but yeah. we're, we, we, we don't have that issue and that's where I think I hope that's not the attitude because that's yeah. wrong yeah. we all know that's definitely wrong um yeah, completely so i i don't know but it's it is a bit of a shame and then you think well, it's, it's probably it's it's such a kind of i don't know it's just a handful of random little like people like us yeah. really i mean we, i think it's been great though because i've um like i said i think before we started recording like through this I found like I hadn't heard or tried your stuff before yeah. and um there was like wilderness brew coat like I hadn't heard of them before and I've put in an order with them um their brave noise beer isn't out yet so I will put in an order for their brave noise when it comes out but like those breweries that I hadn't heard of or tried before I'm finding that 
through seeking it out through Brave Noise, I've been like, I actually want to try this now. I want to support a brewery that is doing something like this. And then I look on your website, I'm like, that beer also sounds nice. And that sounds nice. And that sounds nice. So I'm just like, chuck it all in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Um, But anyway, yeah, I mean, I think we will, um, you know, we'll continue sort of our little in our little way. And then we've got we normally do have some sort of mess, one beer that we champion, you know, over the sort of, you know, over the course of time, there's always one going on that sort of, so so after this, we've got our International Women's Day brew, um, which is um, another interesting beer supporting, it's a different, it's a different sort of theme in a way, but I think it shows that we care about injustice and um, fairness and equality because it's a beer um, for Lawa, which is supports Latin and American women um, who are fleeing domestic violence. Um, and that's quite a specific, inter- really interesting beer. But so, you know, there's things like that. And then you just hope that you'll attract customers and chats and, potentially new employees that are going to fit those you know into that sort of diverse crowd that you want really and and open open it up yeah speaking of chat did I remember correctly that you are going to be hosting like a brave noise tasting did I get that right do I remember that well you kind of got that right we we (laughs) want to be doing that so our idea was yeah you're right that we wanted to kind of get glean as many kind of different um cans or from different breweries who had made brave noise and then do a live still tasting um but we've been we've we've been a bit slow to be honest because we've missed the boat so um hold on I'm just having a blank who was one who was one of the first guys to do it Bedlam Bedlam yeah they do yeah. have I do know they've got 30 litre kegs but that's I, they don't have cans. They have thirty liter cakes left. Because <laughs> okay. so I was gonna, um, I was asking them about something else, and they said we have no cans left. We have thirty liter cakes. Okay, so so we could we could possibly try and coordinate, but I think we have still got one or two. There's cl- some that are completely out. I know yeah. that there's some that they did it last year. There was I think yes. one or two breweries that did it last year, um, and then one or two I know like Wilderness isn't out yet, and there's another yeah. one that yeah, so is it going to be dumb? I think uh, I think Amity. Time. Uh, Amity's not being done for another so long okay. so yeah it's the coordination thing it's got to be such coordination. a <laughs> I mean and that's the problem we're all trying to run breweries and then you start yeah. you fire an email off and it's like oh it's just you know too many things radic. I know there's too many yeah. plates spinning so the I- the idea was there um and we've still got we I think we've still got a couple we can try but yeah that that would we were going to to make a bit more of a song and dance of it but I'm afraid that yeah it's uh, you appreciate you tried yeah yeah you tried and it's out of your control (laughs) yeah (laughs) i have to just do it with our own i think well and that that was my next thing was that we were trying to get some of the um team in from the kingston women's center to come in and have a bit of a night so that'll be be, yeah Yeah. that'll be really nice um so back to your question about why we think breweries aren't doing it just that leads nicely into our final sort of final question for you which is is there a message that you want to send to anybody that's maybe considering it or maybe hadn't heard of it until now that might be listening to this that is thinking oh should like should I anything you want to say to them yeah I mean I think that point that you made about lifting your head above the parapet sort of thing should never put anybody off doing it should I mean we wouldn't get anything done would we and and change wouldn't happen if we all thought like that and that's that's a crying shame, is what I would say. Um, and it's a great beer. It tastes amazing. You got does. the artwork. It does yeah. taste amazing. It does taste amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, like not being, I'm not saying you know I didn't mean that in a in a, a sort of vanity way. I meant generally, you've got the recipe. It does and taste amazing. <laughs> so you, it's, it's definitely worth doing. I'd love it if more UK brewers did it. I would be so proud, and that's what I think. It's just you know, jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. If, is the um, door still open, window still open for it? It's then? been extended yeah. until, um, I think I think what they've said is they've extended it out where as long as you can, well, they say as long as you can brew it by the end of this year. Oh, wow. It's accepted. However, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think 
if you were to contact them, um, Emma Mirakai had said, and I think she said it on our episode as well, that they are quite accommodating. So yeah. if your brew schedule is not going to allow for you to have it brewed and ready to go by the end of this year, but you know that you want to have it, um, you want to partake in it. She said, email them. They're very accommodating. They're very helpful. And I mean, even at the end of the day, if you're not necessarily doing it as part of that initiative, like you could still... In theory, I don't see why you couldn't still get on board and brew, even if it's passive. Just message them and yeah. just say, yeah, I understand it's done, but can I still do it? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm interested in doing it. And as long as you follow the rules and you pick a charity, like I don't see why. Yeah, that I agree. And actually, that's the other thing is that we did talk to them about the charity aspect, because obviously profit margins, as you know, they're so tight. Yeah. They're always being squeezed to death in a million directions and everything's, all prices have just gone whoosh. Yep. So um, they were, we just said, how does that actually work? Because we can't commit to, you know, we, we've worked with Kingston Women's Centre, we've worked with plenty of charities, but want to feel like, you know, we're not going to come away in, yeah. in, in the red on this. Yeah. Um, and then, so I wouldn't also say, I would say to people, don't be put off by that either, because that you can do... A, at a uh, percentage that works for you it's not set and yeah. that, that, that's really reassuring yeah um, I think that could be a reason why maybe some people yeah. then, I think there's so much coordination that goes into everything that has to be done and then the charity on top of it they they probably might think that it's maybe it sounds a bit more overwhelming than maybe yeah. the reality is. so it's really reassuring that you say like actually if that is a concern for you it doesn't have to be right. like a everything's going I'm in the red over the beer especially if you're if you're a smaller outfit it must be more difficult for you to say yeah as much as you probably want to be like here's everything for charity you do have to (laughs) keep the lights on so you can make more charity beer yeah (laughs) all of the above yeah yeah brilliant thank you so much for your time I think that's all the questions and that was really brilliant um just a quick moment do you want to plug anything I don't know when this is going to come out but is there anything that you want to sort of uh Instagram handles Facebooks anything you want to plug that you want us to include we're happy to do it oh thank you um I mean just you know anything to spread the part brewery love really and any you know any nice things that you say about our beers generally will be gratefully gratefully received so whatever I mean I haven't got anything specific so you know Thank you for for talking to me. Of course, thank you no for worries. coming on. Thank you for making the time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stick your website on there. Okay. We'll stick the Instagram handle. Instagram handle. Yeah, we'll get them so people can find you. Brilliant. Sounds great. Cool. That was, you know, I really enjoyed talking to Frankie. Me too. Um, um, we definitely didn't talk to her long enough. <laughs> we'll have to do no. that. We were very strict and we kept it to the right amount of time, but we will definitely talk to her again, I think. Um, after we recorded that interview, we uh, she actually sent us an email, didn't she, with a picture from one of their local pubs. She did. She, um, did. she talked about how one of the local pubs had, got, had put Brave Noise on with another beer um, and they'd actually put it on, I think it was uh, one for Ukrainian Relief, wasn't it? and one for um a brave noise and they were side by side and the she said it was a, it was a really kind of you know proper proper pub type pub if you know what that means and it was like really good to see those two beers in and the like the owner was really excited to have those beers on and they seemed to be going really down really well with the um with customers so that was really good to hear about their beers plus their beer was just really good so Yes, it was really tasty. Um, yeah. I still have another can of it that I haven't opened just yet. So I'm looking forward to it, but I'm saving it for something specific. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's all I can say on that matter. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was it was really brilliant. And hopefully this episode has been quite informative for you guys. Um, that you, if you didn't already know or you wanted to get involved, but you didn't know how or whatever hopefully the conversation you enjoyed and it was informative and you go and check out any brave noises that you can get at the moment you can still buy the park breweries brave noise so definitely go out and pick those up while you still can i don't know how many are actually left to order um support them support their charity all the links should be in the show notes for you to have a look at anyways and um hopefully you join us again and this is a topic that you also care about so tori if people want to talk to you about brave noise where can they find you 
Uh, I get pretty spicy about it. Mm. If you, I get spicy mood sometimes. Um, so if you want to come get spicy with me, like a little habanero, you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. Joe, if people want to talk to you about homebrew in a brave noise, where can people talk to you? Oh, come and talk to me. I'm uh, a woman's brew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's pretty much for the podcast there. So, you know, let us know your feedback on all of our podcast stuff and on our brave noise interviews at that one um if you want to talk to me i generally hang out at my beer school which is love beer learning on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest um i'm happy to talk to you about homebrewing there we may well have some homebrewing content coming out soon um i also have a website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and an email address lovebeerlearning at gmail.com send us emails there for the podcast as well Oh, so hopefully you enjoy this and you stick around for the next one. And until then, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.